One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Wow! Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bombas socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com/acast and use code acast for twenty percent off your first purchase. That's bombas.com/acast. Code acast. It's a drunken soiree in the within. Chris and Stu present Hardcore Listing, the podcast. Hello and welcome to Hardcore Listing Podcast. Stuart Roy Whiffin here, sitting opposite me um, over uh, the means of Zoom. Awooga! <laughs> Good morning. Chris Sakabusi Glasson. Oh, nice, nice. Oh, How you uh, going, mate? I'm going all right. I'm going all right. It's um, it's hot. It's a very, very hot. hot day. And uh, yeah, I feel like uh, I'm actually doing something this afternoon. Um, my Thai boxing instructor has hired at the Civic Hall in Grays. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he's doing a new thing with like um, DJs. And it's like a kind of fitness class for like families, mm. uh, but it's kind of Thai boxing based. Oh. So, uh, so I'm going to go and uh, have a little uh, Thai rave up uh, this oh. afternoon. So Are you I'm taking the you taking the kids? Anyway? Uh, I mean, they're not kids. They're they're 16 and 18. And I think they just look at me as if they go like, "Fuck off, mate." Yeah, like, it does it does sound a bit shit. Think oh. how hot it's going to be in there. Yeah, I know. It's going to be like that um that that yoga that people do in a room full of radiators. Vikram. Yeah. It's Bikram. Bikram. I know, I see. He's trying to be funny, weren't you? It was a joke. Um, yeah. I felt like God's Oh, right, look, just shut up and let's hear from our sponsors, all right? Right, I want to tell you about our sponsor, Moto Recall. Yes, it's one of those lifestyle utility apps that every phone should have. It's got the practical, the nostalgia, and the dream. From 18 to 118, there is something for you. It's what you make it. Day-to-day reminders of tax and MOT on your cars you've in your current garage. I, for one, sometimes been driving around in my car not being MOT because I forgot. So it's a bit of a lifesaver. Absolutely. I mean, never buy a second-hand car without knowing the history. You know, provenance. Moto Recall makes sure you aren't caught out by allowing you to perform a full provenance check on the vehicle. With just the car reg, is there outstanding finance? Has it been in an accident? Is the mileage legit? You'll get the full picture, powered by experience, with a data guarantee. I wish I'd had that in the past. And and with this app as well, you can build your historic garage with photos and data that you can not only look back on for yourself, but you can share it with your mates. You know, every car is a memory. You used to have that cat in the hat car. I'd love to have seen that. I mean, if you don't have an historic garage, like build out your dream garage. You know, what has caught your eye? What are you dreaming of owning? And the best bit is free. Up to 50 cars and provenance checks are pay as you go when you need them. Experian aren't as nice as the Moto Recall team, of course. Download the app for free. Search Moto Recall in your app store. M-O-T-O-R-E-C-A-L-L. Moto Recall in your app store. Uh, hello, this is uh, Charles, um, Chaz from Love Beer. Uh, and, and I'm here to tell you about why I sponsor... Uh, hardcore listening and what what love-beer.co.uk does uh i am a fully certified by the british beer and pubs association for bar installation with a focus on home and office bars i have loads of home bar clients who have really enjoyed the service during lockdown as well as corporate office clients like facebook and hello fresh I offer a complete solution from installing the bar equipment right the way through to keg supply. I also offer regular maintenance packages for those who want a bar without all the hassle. Hello, this is Charles also from Love Beer. I just want to also let you know I'm fully licensed to sell kegs. 
We can supply loads of different products from mainstream beers and ciders right through to trendy craft beers and even Prosecco kegs, all delivered to your bar by a certified technician. Also, why I'm here, have I mentioned the Land Rover Beeries 3, which is a 45-year-old XMOD Land Rover Series 3 that we have done a complete restoration on during lockdown. The 3 Beeries 3 is a custom-built, high-performance bar hidden in the back of a Land Rover. The bar we have installed is capable of doing upwards of 500 pints per hour. We're about four to five weeks off having it all back together and ready to show it off. And I'll be launching an Instagram for it this week. Nice one, Charles. Nice one. Hello, I want to take a moment to shout out one of our wicked sponsors, eggfried.com. They are a streetwear brand. They produce t-shirts, sweats, hoodies, handmade denims. It's all inspired by hip-hop, punk, choir fashion. It's really cool. Yeah, it's really cool. I mean, head over to eggfried.com and and have a look on the website because it's not just the design, it's the layout, it's the website. You know, the creative team over there are absolutely on point. There's just some, some great stuff there. And and not just for adults as well. They've got Small Fried, which is their range of kids' <laughs> clothes. And if you want your kid to just look beyond cool, like head over and check that out. And they've given us a discount code, right, Chris? Yes, Egg Salad. If you type Egg Salad into the discount coupon section, you get yourself a tidy little discount. And when they send out the stuff, it is packaged exquisitely. You get little goodies in there, stickers, and it's all wrapped up beautifully. So check out eggfried.com. Okay, lastly, we want to thank, and certainly not leastly, we want to thank, is leastly a word? (laughs) No, it's really not. Right, we're going with it. (laughs) We're going with it. So we want to thank Luke Van Boom. Luke Van Boom has a company called Bang Boom Creative. Luke is a, a long-time sponsor of this show and a friend of this show. If you see the pictures of Chris and I on the socials advertising this podcast, them happy snaps were taken uh, by the genius that is Luke Van Boom. I mean, that's just the tip of, of, of what he does. Chris, do you want to explain a little bit more about what Bang Boom Creative does? Yes, it's all about fresh interview production. So they're all about content with a heart and soul, making films of all kinds, shooting dynamic photographs and putting smiles on faces. They're passionate storytellers, working with a diverse range of brands of all sizes. You know, their work includes short film, viral video, animation, hidden camera stunts, product demos, live action, 360 imaging and music promo. And they've worked with a ton of companies as well. Universal, uh, BBC Children in Need, even the Mayor of London, Katie Piper, the NHS, the Dogs Trust. They've they've worked with a lot of companies. It consistently blows my mind, you know, the stuff that you've just said there. Why does he have anything to do with us plums? Stop talking him out of it. Right. There you go, there's our sponsors. Um, I was rudely interrupted. <laughs> that was really rude. Very rude. <laughs> I felt a bit like Godzilla in bed last night. Right, is this, is, is this some really bad dad joke? No, not really. It's got nothing to do with, you know, parts worn or anything like that. I just got to that point. I don't know if you've seen any recent Godzilla movies, or any Godzilla movies, where he overheats. He's got too angry, and he starts glowing red. That's how I felt in bed last night. I thought I was gonna go. I was gonna have a nuclear meltdown. I just got so hot. I just, I just had to get out of bed and say, Molly, I've got to go and sleep downstairs because I think I'm just gonna sweat all over you. Welcome to Hardcore Listening Podcast. If this is the first time you haven't, she's a lucky lady. (laughs) (laughs) If this is your first time listening to our wonderful podcast, we've been going for about four or five years now. Bizarrely, we've we've um, managed to contain a maintain a listenership what do we do we talk about top fives it could be a top five of your choice one of our listeners choice one of our cult following choices Mm. or sometimes we get a guest on to have a little chitty chat don't we Mm. today's top five i think was that your idea this one uh it was actually uh, my wife's oh mrs whiffin i I, I was sitting there this morning and i just thought uh we need to record a top five this morning. Uh, mm. I've got not even thought about what we're going to do. Uh, and so I just thought, hmm, what can we do? And, uh, yeah, she suggested top five vegans. And, and I just <laughs> thought, I'm not sure that's 
compelling enough at the moment. Historic um, vegans. So we thought we'd go for um, historical um, people. Yeah. Like, um, which I don't think we've done. I think um, uh, Cats and Crow, she done uh, famous... Most badass women. Like, yeah, sort of historical women, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah. Uh, and I know that you said leading up to this, you found it actually harder than you thought. When you phoned me this morning, because I thought we were going to record tomorrow, uh, you phoned me this morning, I was midway through pumping iron. So I was midway through some press-ups, and then it uh-huh. stopped. That my video stopped, and then your fucking meathead showed up on a like a, a thirty-five-inch TV. Thirty-five, sorry, fifty-five. All right, sugar. Uh, yeah, fifty-five. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, and then when you suggested it, I thought, oh yeah, that'll be good. And then yeah. I started it, and I was like, I'm really struggling. Like I, d- I just, I just, I don't know. Maybe you know what I've I've realised is that. As a youth, a lot of my favourite historic figures are people that I don't find that as impressive now. Right. Not because their feats weren't weren't incredible and like white waist shadow dwarf what you know ninety nine point nine percent of human beings do, but a lot of them were just like people like Alexander the Great or the Black Prince and, and people who were co- like conquerors or involved in military. And I'm like, I don't know. Like I think as a youngster, you sort of like. Um, that was quite like worship to an extent, uh, mm. and and now I kind of look at it and go, yeah, I get it. I, I'm not blaming. I'm not, not blaming any pre, you know, trying to judge um, the actions of um, people in the past or our actions now. I think that's a stupid thing to do. Um, everyone was trying to conquest each other really back then, um, but I guess they don't impress. It doesn't impress me as much. So mm. actually, then coming on to write this top five, I was thinking about the people who. It was really hard, like, but I found like the top five people that are historic, i.e., should be famous enough um, to discuss. Okay. So yeah, it was actually quite fun. How about you? Did you find it easy? Because you're just such a um, you're such a disciple of of the of history. Yes. Yeah, What's your number five? I'm gonna go in for uh, well, my 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 man Edward de Bono. So um, people probably know that I'm a big Edward de Bono fan. If you don't know who Edward de Bono is, he uh, unfortunately recently passed away uh, about two months ago, which I'm really gutted about. Um, But he had a really good innings and he achieved a bloody lot. And he started as a a doctor and then he moved into the study of um, the the brain as a self-organizing system and how it stores and remembers information. And from there, he used that to understand how the brain thinks and how we solve how we solve problems and, 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 and all that, especially even looking historically back to why we think like we do. What are the prominent thinking systems that all come back to the gang of three, which is Plato, Socrates and Aristotle. And actually, we still use their strategies now in everything that we pretty much do, especially in Western civilization. And he spoke about how that's somewhat outdated and how that there's lot there's large aspects of thinking that they sort of didn't rely on. That really, as a human race, we're missing out on. And that is uh, the creative side and uh, des- uh, designing uh, a way forward and not just analysing and criticising and arguing and debating and using logic. Um, and, and I think his teaching has been superly successful in the business world. Um, and to what he's always said is actually the business world was the, were the people who, were, who actually found it um, more willing to take it on. Because uh, being able to think will lead to successful outcomes, which will lead to successful business. Whereas in he felt in the the the, the, the psychologists and the philosophical um, worlds, they kind of didn't find it as prominent or as interesting. Um, and I think I think moving forward, hopefully, and something I want to start doing is 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 trying to encourage other people to read his work and learn how the brain manages organizes information and actually how you can use your brain in a different way to find the solutions to your problems um yeah i think it's fantastic and every time i read another one of his books and i've read many over the last year especially during lockdown i see how i've made errors in my judgment and uh over over my life yeah and others and and how to 
live successfully in the future and how to use my brain in a much more effective way. So, yeah, I love Edward de Bono. I think it's fantastic. I think we're always, if, if we want to dig our way out of some of the problems we've got in this day and age, I think constantly looking at the root causes of them and are, are debating with each other, um, they're not going to really help. I think we've got to figure out how to think outside the box and design ways forward. And I really believe that you can do that with what he teaches. So yeah, I love Edward de Bono. I think he was he was a great man. So yeah, great he's my he's my he's my number five. Who's Brilliant. yours? Um, Fred Flintstone. Oh, you fucking knob! Are that all yours like this? Are they? No. They're, uh, all, they're, they're, they're all historical people. I've spent cr- ages on this this morning, trying to squeeze it in between my heavy, like, pumping iron and that, and you're going to come out with Fred Flint. Go on in, come on in. Let's hear it. Fred Flintstone. Like, whenever you read one of uh, De Bono's um, books, like, I'm the same whenever I see an episode of The Flintstones. I see, I see a maverick. I see uh, a true pioneer. I see someone that has very little resources to hand, but what resources he does have to hand, he utilises so well, mm. so well. The thought that, you know, they're living in, you know, the Stone Age, yet mm. he's got a car. I find yeah. that brilliant. Like, you know, we've all learned over lockdown to kind of adapt and and live the best life we can live with, you know, the, the resources that are, are, are now limited. Uh, and I just think, at times like that, you can draw from what Fred Flintstone done. Absolutely. Uh, I mean, he invented fossil fuels, I believe. C- correct. And, yeah, and I just think, you know, he's he, not only that, he's a family man, you know, I just think he's, he's, he's a, a good example of, um, you know, what 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 you should be as a human being, you know. He's, he's, he's got a lovely family. He's got a pet. He's, you know, he's got a tiger that he puts out, a saber tiger that he puts out mm. at night, um, every night. Um, and, yeah, just the, the things that, they do like uh, the fact that you know he's got a pelican for a letterbox. I find these things is you know. I think the people that designed the Swiss Army knife would definitely have kind of looked at pioneers like Flintstone and just thought, right, okay, so what would what would Fred have done here? Because mm. when you've only got so much to hand, you have to think outside the box. And oh my God, did Flintstone do that? Yes, yeah, my number five, man. Um. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Uh, It's incredible how he managed to film himself as a documentary as well and then put it on TV yeah. now so they had all that technology even back then somehow yeah I, 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 I don't know I mean I think just the, the people at the TV company like filmed him I don't know about like anything else obviously they just TV camera went, crew went down there and, and filmed the Flintstones oh so he didn't invent that well yeah. probably at some point obviously oh. you know he's a caveman like so yeah, oh, listen, sure. listen, I'm just going to take your word for everything you say, mate, to be honest with you. It's just quicker. Yeah, I'm all I'll say. Watch the Flintstones. It's all there. It's all in there. All right, okay. Yeah. Good shout. All right. What's your number four, mate? I've shouted uh, Mary Jackson out before, but like recently, I, I just love that. Have you seen the movie Hidden Figures? Yes. I just love that fucking film, and I love her story. I mean, like, I, I don't love it as in I'm glad that she had to go through that. Mm. 
you know like it's it's fucking bullshit what you know what um different cultures and different races have had to face you know I mean, history is full of that. All hum- all humans have gone through all sorts of awful shit. And I, I think, like, in-, in-, in America, we've, like, following on from slavery and then, you know, sort of, like, um, black rights. It's just a little bit crazy. And, and for her to have, to have persevered, to get into a position where she be- she-, she became an- the first, you know, African-American w- uh, engineer in NASA... Um, it's a it's a it's a crazy ass story, you know. It's really worth a watch. She it's never got fucking the, amazing that film. She she never got the cr- incredible soundtrack. Um, um, but she never got the credit she deserved. Really, um, she's uh, no longer with us as well. But um, she, she, I think now, a lit. I mean, say better late than never. I don't know. But like like they've renamed the NASA headquarters building after her, and um. And what she did, I think it was Project Mercury and it was during the space race, but they were basically looking to her for the fucking mathematical figures. What that woman could do in her brain was um, was, was was something else uh, in terms of mathematics. It's just the, the mind boggles. Um, I would doubt that me and you could could do that if we, um, if we both had a calculator. Well, even if we had calculators, we can remotely do what she could do in her brain, I don't think. Your yeah. fingers are too big um, and I'd be using it to spell boobs. I mean, you speak for yourself, like, you know, I mean, she was good, but um, who's the woman on Countdown? She's good. Carol Vorderman, or the new one? Either or. Yeah, I mean, they are really good, aren't they? But I don't know if they've ever tried to work at NASA. Um, perhaps perhaps they should consider it. I don't know imagine, if people still watch Countdown. Imagine that, though. Probably good mathematicians, but probably if they, they went up against her, they'd probably look like fucking laymans, wouldn't they? <laughs> yeah, do you know what, right? It's all well and good. You know, having a you know a smart mathematical brain, mm. use your phone, mate. It's true. Like you don't I mean, need to sh- anymore. They should have just used the phone to launch the rockets back then. The technology in your phone, in this yeah. iPhone, is got as good as what they had in the rocket. They should have just just don't build a rocket. Yeah. Reach for your reach for your, your Nokia. Um, she did a lot of good stuff in, in, in encouraging, like, like, like paving the way and encouraging um, other women and African-American women getting into those sort of uh, subjects and finding themselves into those positions as well. And she continued to do that after the, Mer- the, the Mercury Project and that. So, yeah, Mary Jackson, she's a mother of Michael Jackson. Not many people know that. Sister well. of Sonia. And right. sister of Sonia Jackson, yeah. Mm. So, um, yeah. Uh, I uh, can't recommend that film enough. It is, jokes aside, absolutely fucking remarkable. Uh, and she's, she's a spectacular human being. Yeah, through even the heartbreaking parts of it, it mm. still manages to, you know, power on through and, and keep uh, and lift your spirits at points as well. Yeah. So, yeah, word up, Mary Jackson. Absolutely. Go on in. Absolutely. Who you got next? Well, I was thinking of Anne Frank. Um, okay. Because uh, you know, I've been to uh, to the dam, and I've I've been to mm. um, the Anne Frank uh, House Museum, uh, and it's it's beyond moving. Uh, have you been? Now, why do I want to go fucking about a woman who just sat, what is moving about a person who sat in there? I sit in my. I, I'm not fucking. Well, famous. well, I'll I sat, well, I sat, in, sat in a, sat in a small room and was quiet. That's all right. I can't do the quiet bit. Right, so all right, don't worry, I'm not gone for her. That was what popped into my head. Mm. But I thought, okay, so we need to think of somebody that has kept a diary, is, okay. in, is in a confined space, mm-hmm. but escapes and mm-hmm. writes back. So I'm going to go for number four. I'm going to go for Uncle Travelling Matt um, from Fraggle Rock. Um, yeah, yeah. I, ju- I just think um, he just was, was an incredible guy. Um, when you look at the Fraggles, rarely did you see their legs. Uh, you'd often see Uncle Travelling Matt's legs wandering around like Paris or London. Yeah, um, yeah. I don't know how he got to these places. I don't know if he ever managed to kind of get onto a flight. Um, but I just think for somebody that, you know, we've all sometimes put on a jumper that might make you stand out or look a little bit different and you can walk down the street and feel a bit conscious. I just think the braveness of somebody that would come out from a rock under a light ass, mm. swerve Sprocket, yeah. you know, managed to escape 
from the rock, like Alcatraz. Yeah. You know, and and then just go and travel, go and travel, and keep a diary, and just inform all the occupants of Fraggle Rock. Yeah. Of what the world has to offer. What, what an inspiration. Absolutely inspirational, brilliant, brilliant explorer's outfit, you know, solid um, historical kind of looking beard. Um, mm. And yeah, just um, a, a maverick, you know, I just think, you know, obviously I'm taking nothing away from what Anne Frank done, um, but, you but, know, you are, but you are a little bit. But I'm just saying, you know... <laughs> She oh, she kept a diary, and she can. She didn't. She didn't. Eat, she couldn't be bothered to leave her house. So he got out there. He did get out there. He did get out there, and uh, and and travelled the world. And yeah, and I just think it must be remarkable to you know to be a fraggle walking around in in in, in the world, and and just the attention that he must have got. But he just never never took him out of you know of of course he knew what he had to do he had to report around the world feed that information back to the fraggles you know in the hope that one day you know our worlds will collide and you know we will both live in in uh, in harmony um with, he didn't um, have to come he didn't have to come up with wonderful sayings like how wonderful is it that nobody need wait a single moment before starting to improve the world like Anne frank did he didn't even have to say incredible things like that no, for the, for it, to get the world's intention did he he, he just, just wore a larry jumper Yep, and dance his cares away. Worries right, for I? another day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Number so three. That, so we know that you spent all the five minutes doing your prep, didn't we, today, hey? I've, I was literally doing press-ups thinking of these people. Number three, Stanislav Petrov. Um, I, didn't, I, I only found out about this lad probably about two years ago. Do you know who Stanislav Petrov is? No. You owe, you owe him a great deal of gratitude, I tell you. Right. Um, while you probably around the time you were watching Freckles, no, it wouldn't. It'd been a bit earlier than that. Um, during the Cold War, Stanislav um, was a Russian uh, a submarine like um, co-commander. So he was like, there's there was one of th- on each of these big nuclear subs. There's three sort of co- commanders basically. There's there's the primary one. And there's two, is two sort of like sidemen. And um, on their sort of like patrol, they were told that America had launched five nuclear warheads at Russia, and they were and, and they were told that um, from this, their normal protocol was, you know, if that happens, then it's nuke. It's basically America engaged uh, uh, beginning what they all feared was going to happen, which was the nuclear war. So their protocol mm. was retaliate. What's that noise? That's the three-minute warning. If that goes, what are you doing right now? Oh, um, I don't know. I'll probably finish off the vegan sausage rolls in the fridge. (laughs) (laughs) No, you you haven't had them, mate. I wouldn't go anywhere. I would literally be like, Chris, I need to know every single item in uh, in in the uh, the box behind you because I need to know. I've only seen three items on the. on the uh, what? Did, what did we call that? Battleships, which Battle is quite ships. quite appropriate considering we're talking about Stanislav. Do you want to pick one now? Uh, yeah, go on. Yeah, yeah. Go I'll, on go, then, go, um, on. I'll go. I'll go. I'll go. Four, four. All right, four, four. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. For those that are unaware of what we're talking about... Um, 
in uh, Chrissy's. Um, uh, uh, no, no, Chris. No, four down from the left. That, that's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was right there. Yeah, that one. And then a long four. There we go. Yeah. So uh, where Chrissy's staying uh, uh, at Molly's mum's, there's like a uh, a five by five sort of um, display um, cabinet. Uh, and each one has some little kind of um, thing in it, you know, some little kind of like ornament or something. And I've seen a few. So, yeah, just uh, I think uh, Billy from the Subways and Rowena all picked one as well, didn't they, I on that they episode? Did. I think they were lucky enough to pick one. Um, four and four, right, what we got? I did, a, I did a little bit of a counting mishap there. I'm not fucking Mary Jackson, for God's sake. <laughs> oh, I've got a mallard. You've got a mallard, mate. You've got a nice <laughs> little green ceramic mallard, which... Shall I tell you what? Is a what do you think that is? Do you think that's just a porcelain mallard? No, I bet it's full of booze. No, it isn't. I don't know if you can see this. What's that? Oh, salt and pepper. Salt and pepper shaker. Brilliant. Brilliant. Who mate. buys that? Is, is is the other one there as well? Yeah. Oh yeah. I think that might. Do you reckon that's the pepper? It's a, well, there's another so. mallard Otherwise up there, it's... but it's white. Right. Which is a strange colour for a duck. Yeah. Well, that's not. Um, uh, the, the the female um, mallard's white. No, it isn't. Yes, it is. Is it? Don't believe you. I'm going to put it back. I, I had I had two pet, pet ducks growing up. and uh, No, you didn't have two pets. Shut up. We I'm had, not... like, you know, as cruel as it seems now, my dad, you know, in the 80s had an aviary and would keep canaries and birds. Mm. Like, a lot of people did back then. Mm. Uh, but in it was a big aviary, I should say, but in the bottom of it... Um, we had two dead ducks. <laughs> two dead ducks. We had um, a baby bath, um, oh, like right. sunk dug, sunk mm. into the ground, mm. and we had two two ducks, uh, obviously mm. named Donald and Daffy. Uh, that Why? we would let, I don't know. We would let them out, and they would walk around the house, and we would have yeah. When I was growing up, we had uh, pet ducks. Okay, all right. Don't believe you. Um, I'm going to pop this up. No, I'll leave it here. I'll pop it back at the end of the show. <laughs> all right. Um, where was I? Stanislav, bloody... Listen, Stanislav saved your life. Basically, the two other commanders were, were, were screaming at him to... Because it, it required all three of their approval to, to fire, launch the nukes back. Right. Um, but Stanislav kept his call. He said, instead of using emotion and panic, he, he, he deduced that... Uh, they were using a new uh, nuclear detection system that had only just been introduced. That for America to have launched five nukes immediately didn't sound like how they would have began their uh, launch track. And also for them to be detected so quickly um, at that range didn't make sense. So he felt that it was likely not a, a uh, it was likely a fault in the system and refused the launch. And as a result, they didn't fire. It turns out that there was an error in the system, and many, many historians think that he actually prevented um, nuclear holocaust, which would have probably affected, you know, most certainly America and Russia, but very likely um, their their allies and um, and the fallout for people who weren't involved. There would have been absolute destruction to the rest of the world as well. So, I mean, wow, what a person to to sort of like be under that sort of pressure and not to fold. Um, I'd have fired. I'd have probably just gone uh, just for the easy life. All right, stop getting on my case. All right, let's do it. What would yeah. you have done? What in three you'd minutes? Have watching, you'd have been watching fucking Flintstones, wouldn't you? I think in times like that, that you can lean on things like that. I think Flintstone was somebody that probably would have been more emotional than used his head. Um, but uh, yeah, I think I. I yeah, I, I, I don't know. I don't know. I, uh, if that three-minute warning went, I think, um, I don't know. I, I'd hate it if, like, just as it went, like, I really needed a poo. Because yeah. that'd be annoying, wouldn't it? Like, mm. it'd be like, right, I've got three minutes to, like, kind of tie everything up and, you know, do all the things that you'd, you'd love to do if, if that moment had presented itself and... Well, what are you going to do then? Sorry, before like before the quiet poo crisis, if you don't have if you don't have one loaded and you got you haven't got a layer cable, what are you doing? Um, I ain't mowed the lawn for a long time, and it's getting a bit out of hand. And mm. I do think that it's a nice day today. So if it went off today, I might think, oh, do you know what? Before like 
this all done. I've been promising to mow the lawn for ages. I should get that done. You yeah, don't probably want mow to, the lawn. You shouldn't go to bed angry, they say, and you shouldn't be reduced to ash with your wife annoyed at you. So you better get it done, mate, I'd say. Yeah, thanks, man. Yeah, that's what I'll go for. All right, then. Uh, what's your number three, then, mate? Um, I'll go for... I'm going to go for Robin Hood. Mm, like, okay, okay. Um, are we talking about actually Robin Hood? Are we talking about one of the movies? Because so far, all your historical figures appear to be from someone off the television. I'm gonna go for um, the the one, the Robin Hood, the Fox. What? What? You're not seeing the film? Oh, of course. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, very good. Very good at uh, taking uh, jewel jewel rings off fingers. Yeah. So I love shit like that. You know, um, good outfit. Um, just seemed like a laugh. Um, you would look, you would look ridiculous dressed as Robin Hood. Yeah, I'd you? be you like, would. I'd be Little John, wouldn't I? You'd be Little John, mate. You'd be yeah. Little John. Yeah, yeah. Like, and you ain't Will Scarlet, mate. Before you even think about it, no chance, mate. You'd be like some little fucking runt that just carried around Fry Tuck's fucking booze, and you'd be like constantly just fucking tickling his plums to have a little sip. I wouldn't, mate. I'd be the, I'd be that gate. I'd be the villain, wouldn't I? Yeah, you would. King you John, would. King yeah. John, or the, uh, uh, the, the sheriff of Canterbury, or whatever it was. Nottingham. Nottingham. <laughs> <laughs> sheriff of Canterbury. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell, Nottingham ain't famous for many things. You can't oh. rob them of Robin Hood. Sorry, Nottingham. Like, um. Yeah, I just think Robin Hood just seemed cool when they made like the, they made a film about it like mm. a, a while later with like Kevin Costner and that mm. and uh, which I don't. Yeah, I think it was a bit of a Hollywood thing, you know. I don't think they really they didn't even get a Fox to play him. They got co- like Costner to play him, so I didn't think it was factually correct. No, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. The, they, they whitewashed the role, didn't they? They whitewashed it, put a white white human in instead of a fox. Yeah, I it's fucking just hate weird. Like. You know, they had the bloke as out of whose line is it anyway as Friar Tuck, and it was like, well, that should be a bear. Um, yeah, it's just it was lots of holes in it, lots of holes in it. If you're gonna, if you're gonna make a film about you know a historical um, character, then at least make sure it's exactly the same as the film. Do you know what I mean? Like, you know, if you're gonna sort of, you know, do a film about the film, then get it right. Do you know what I mean? It's like I don't even think Costner looks remotely like a fox. No, I'd have to agree. He hasn't got hair all over his body for stuff. Ain't got much on his head. He hasn't got a tail. Yeah. Um, but I think we can all agree that um the Brian Adams song was a beautiful song. Yeah, it was a lovely record. It was a lovely record. Um but again, you know, I I just think I don't even think when like when when the Robin Hood film like when when Robin Hood was born with a film like um I don't even think uh Brian Adams was alive and so I just think a it was a bit weird getting him to do it he's like what does he know what does he know he weren't there no he don't you know, know nothing about no. being a fox absolutely or stealing. Like, there's foxes everywhere. Like, I ain't being funny. Like, literally, I walked my dog last night and he got all angry about a fox that was like, there's literally any given night, if I look out my window, I can see foxes. And when they, like, make that weird foxy, like, fighting noise, like, that's a really weird no, noise. No, that's when they're having sex. Oh, that's all right. Them, well, that's I, when they're having sex. Well, I would give them some fucking space. Stop watching them. Mate, How would you like it if you were fucking in the... In the throes of fucking passion, and you looked up, and there, there they are, a couple of fucking foxes and a stoat just fucking looking through your bedroom window. I, f- I think they, um, I think it eggs them on a little bit. You, what your your eyes meet the foxes' eyes while they're pile driving their misses. I think it really helps them. puts They put a little bit more effort into it because they know they're being watched. Pervert. Number two. Um. Marla Yousavsky. So she was the chi- like. I don't stop getting angry because I actually thought about it. You know, you've been waffling on about foxes and and Fred Flintstone for forty minutes. Um, More people have heard of mine than yours. Absolutely, and that's the pr- that's the, isn't that the problem with society today? Hmm. Oh. Um, 
So, um, again, I like the fact that mine are all people that I've discovered recently in the last five years. Marla, I don't know how long I've, I've, I've known about Marla. Um, yeah, it's, it's not been that long. I ain't going to lie. I probably should have known about Has it sooner. been about an hour? No, it hasn't. On my on my on my mother's eternal soul. Um, I'm trying to think if any of these. No, no, none of them. None of them. But like Stanislav was definitely only t- up to two years ago, and Malala, yeah. Again, it it it, it wasn't. When did it this happen? The the big biggest effect happened. Yeah. Um, the big event happened for her in 2012, and I certainly don't recall learning about it then. And even if I did. I didn't. I didn't pay enough. I didn't give it the the attention it deserved in my, in my mind. But um, let me just read out what happened with Malala because it, it's a bit mad. Um, so her father was a teacher and ran an all girls school in her village. But when the Taliban took over her town, they enforced a ban on all girls going to school. Um, now that's a bit of a grey area. I don't know where you sit on girls getting an education. Are you for it or against it? Um. Well, my first thing I thought about there was where they were told they couldn't go to school. I think if someone told me that when I was, you know, 10, I don't think I could have been any happier. <laughs> I remember like watching a documentary about the kids from Grange Hill uh, and seeing that they didn't have to go to school, and I just thought, this is the greatest yeah, fucking thing absolutely. ever. absolutely, yeah. She's off her fucking tree. Um, at the age of 15, she, she publicly spoke out on it. So she's 15... Right, and she decided to speak out against the Taliban. That takes some fucking stones, right? And basically said, "Look, she obviously was a bit of a, a bit of a swat and a bit of a geek. Um, instead of like taking it for what it is, which is a nice, you know, you don't have to go to school." She spoke up about it, uh, and uh, which proceeded in um, someone uh, getting on a bus, a member of the Taliban getting on a bus and shooting her in the fucking head. Oh, chill out. <laughs> And you'd have thought, like, firstly, Malala survives. And then she goes on to still protest um, against the Taliban. And, 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 and you know, in, in, trying to preach and, and to get the women's rights back into education and a whole number of other things um, once she'd survived that. And it became an international incident. I mean, after you get shot in the head, I think most people would go, oh... Maybe I, maybe that's enough for me. But she didn't. She just cracked on. And I just think that that just takes some fucking absolute... That takes some guts. Absolutely. And, and at the minute you started telling that story, I do know who you're talking about. Uh, mm. And I've seen a documentary on her, and she's remarkable. Oh, I'd like to watch that. If you, if, if, what, do you I don't know, know if you ever go on YouTube remember. and watch anything, but you'll be able to find it on there. <laughs> I'll check it out. I'll check it out. Yeah, that's a great shout, man. Absolutely. It's just another one of those ones where it's like, as I say, it's more, instead of going to these historic figures, uh, just people that I've I've known more in recent times that have have impressed me. Although my number one is is a historic figure, I'm afraid. It's just unshiftable who my favourite is. Um, Same, same. Go on then, who's your number two? It's fucking, who is it, Bugs Bunny? No. Who is it? Uh, I've gone for Willy Wonka. (laughs) Fair shout, to be honest with you. Like, um, I just think, <sighs> I don't know if you've ever been to Cadbury World. Um, it's all right. It's all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. You, know, yeah, you watch yeah. a bit of chocolate being made. I went to the chocolate museum uh, yeah. when I was in um, uh, Hamburg. Uh, it was yeah. really interesting, you know, sampling the cocoa beans and stuff like that. But I think if you want to view Paradise, then... You're gonna have a lot more fun um, going uh, to 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 Willy Wonka's factory because it's not your bog standard. I've worked in factories, you know. And the first factory I worked in when I was, you know, fifteen, I was just throwing cardboard into a bailing machine. There was a stack of nudie mags in the gents' toilets by the side of the pan. Like I by thought the side you was um, a double-ended dildo tester. That that was that was after that. I was, oh, I was okay. uh, twenty-one for that, um, and then. Yeah, so you know, I've worked in factories and they're 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 bleak, and and the thought that getting up every day and going to work in a factory, and in that factory there's a river of chocolate, yeah. you know, there's Wonka Vision, you know, there's an everlasting gobstopper, mm. you know, there's so much stuff there, you know, and you know, I just 
Oompa Loompas, you know, are just brilliant. Like so much cool stuff. Like you'd never have a boring day at work. And and I just think not only is that factory remarkable, Willy Wonka is somebody that just gives back. And I think that's something, you know, we've seen this week, you know, Gazillionaire Richard Branson. Did he give back? No, he just took himself into space. He could have he he could have literally of uh yeah, he could have like maybe rebranded as like Willy Wanker and uh <laughs> and, like, and 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 yeah and created like chocolate and put a golden ticket in it. Not necessarily mm. to go into space. Calm down, Richard. Not everyone wants to do that. But maybe like, I don't know, a couple of weeks in Yarmouth. Something like that. Put a golden ticket inside your new Willy Wanker bar and and, and give something back. Do you know what I mean? It's tough times. We're in a pandemic. I think you know, God, God rest his, you know, his Wonka soul. But you know, back in the day, in you know, in in the sixties and that, money was tight. And I think to see the gap in the market there, that if you put a golden ticket in a chocolate bar, you know, somebody that lives in a house where their, you know, nans and granddads share a bed, yeah. you know, I mean, remarkable and 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 forward thinking, you know, swinging action for its time. Yeah, you know, that's the first mm. time you've seen swingers on the television as well. It w- was for Absolutely. me. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. You know. Uh, and yeah, and just to see the joy of you know, little poor Charlie Bucket opens a, a bar of chocolate, and then his life changes because because these pioneers of the scene, you know, like Flintstone, you know, like Hood, um, they give back, and I think that's what makes them people that will never be forgotten, people that cement their place in history, and Wonka done that. Uh, and I expect in years to come, Bucket will be there too. I imagine so, mate. What's Can your I, number one, mate? Well, I can't. I all the way through that, I was thinking when you said you were a double-ended dildo tester, you said it was only you. So I just can't get my head around how you tested those things on your own. <laughs> um, my number one. It's Da Vinci, Leonardo Da Vinci. Oh, it's Leonardo Da Vinci. I always go on about Leonardo Da Vinci, but he's he's my faves. Absolutely, like I, I thought the fact that they I were know tortoises. I know what's coming. I knew what. <laughs> yeah, go on. Yeah, but I mean, I'm, I I love the fact that you've chosen this because it was in it was one of my honourable mentions. You know, four pioneers. You know, not just pioneers, heroes in half shells, mate, on a mission. You know that. Interests me. They were that's dopers. the only one they you said that's made any fucking sense today. Thank the Ninja God. Turtles. Ninja Turtles were dopers, mate. They all yeah. had ooze. They all yeah. took ooze. It was like a steroid. Everything they achieved, they cheated. Shredder. Yeah. Shredder wasn't doing drugs. Mm. He was just he was fighting them fairly and squarely mm. with two cheese graters on his arms, and they were the ones who cheated with their mutant rat prick. Sensei. So, how do you make? A, I mean, don't get me wrong. A shredder is is one of my favourite things in an office, right? You know, yeah. how do you make a shredder better? Surrounding with four kung fu tortoises, and it's just fucking gold. Do you know what I mean? We remember it all. That's why that I understand why this is now your number one. It makes sense. Obviously, I imagine they probably inspired you to go on and get involved in martial arts. Uh, not just that fighting crime, you know. You know, they haven't even really got houses. They live underground. Like I find that you know he's he's working with your resources. All the things that have have been you know a constant theme in all of my choices today. I'm I, you've pulled it back at the end, Chris. Well done, mate. Da Vinci was a prolific inventor. Did you know he'd invented the tank more than four hundred years before it became a reality? He'd created no, a mechanic- no, no, no. No, yeah. that's that's bollocks. Yeah. Right. Hang on. Yeah. Uh, uh, oh, what? Teleportation? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I, uh, yeah, I invented that like 300 years ago. Has it been done yet? No, nah, no. Nah. But when it does, like I've already thought about it. He conceptualised the parachute, glider, helicopter and the landing gear. And he was a very, he did loads of detailed drawings of humans and animals and all that in a time when it was a bit heretical to not think that we were just inside of us was like a golden, mysterious light. Have a look on the walls of Flintstones gaff, mate. Animals uh, painted all over it. And he was a really good painter. Mona Lisa, mate. He painted that. Mm. So, Leonardo da Vinci for the win. Mm. I went to a da Vinci um, museum in Venice uh, Mm. on my holiday from hell. Uh, And 
<laughs> they they built the helicopter that uh, that oh, he really? Yeah, so I got to see that and. Yeah, it's fucking remarkable the stuff that he done. Like as you walk around there, you do think that's quite impressive. Mm. You know the things that he'd come up with. You know he was like, what can I kind of equate him to? I don't know. No, like he sat in front of you, mate. No, no, he he he, he weren't a prick. He was like he was pretty smart. Oh, oh we were. Like, oh, okay. Uh, Fair enough. Yeah, I don't know. Somebody that can, I don't know. Just, he seemed to have a lot of things going on at once. Like you could tell he was a bit of a, you know, plate spinner. Do you know what I mean? Like you know, I don't know. I'm the only reason why I'm not Leonardo da Vinci is because I've got big dick energy. And if I didn't have that, it, you know, I'd have probably done something good with my life. But you know, what can I say? What's your number one, mate? Um, so I just kept thinking of um, historical characters, mm. and uh, and. I just thought the one person I know has been a multitude um, of them in his lifetime. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, was Sid James, um, <laughs> and, and I think um, you know I've seen, you know, Sid James was was Dick Turpin, was um, Mark Antony, you know, a, a multitude of of incredible, incredible, you know, historic figures, and yeah, and it's really hard to you know to to imagine someone's life could be so important that could, you know, could could m- on a multiple of times find themselves, you know, in the history books. And I think James didn't just do it, but he done it with a laugh, you know. Yeah, and it was, yeah. you know, I think Sid James's laugh was brilliant. Yeah. You know, it's well it's a bit documented. Of a dirty laugh, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and you know, the fact that uh, I think you know, even when. James was like Dick Turpin and, and, and some of the other, you know, historical characters. He was probably in his, you know, mid-60s. Yet, yeah. I think the the way that he carried himself and the, the you know, his, his place in the history books meant that young bucks and women like Babs Windsor were still, mm. were still just drawn to him, you know. And I think that, that amazes me. The fact that, you know, he always had um, his mate, you know, Bernard uh, Breslau. I don't think he's in the history books. He should be um, uh, with him all the time. Uh, and I just also like the fact that he was humble. Yes, he was Dick Turpin. Yes, you know, he was all of these characters. But he didn't want to play up to it, you know. And he generally still liked to just be referred to as Sid. And I like that. I think that's that's something that, you know, we could all learn a little th- you know, thing or two from Sid James. Um, yeah, just if you go through the history books, I guarantee if you picked ten iconic characters that have just blown people's mind over history, ten of them were Sid James. Speechless, mate. I, I'm I'm speechless that you've done absolutely no prep for this podcast. Carry on. It's a drunken soiree in the within. Chris and Stu present our core listing, the podcast.